Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, Real Joe Quinn. Episode 921 overall of the Real Deal Podcast as I continue to look at seasons one through three of the hit series, FX series, Snowfall. We are now up to episode nine, season two, Aftermath, the penultimate episode of this season, another tremendous episode. Uh, we begin with a quick recap. Ivy, Avi, excuse me, meets the Colombians. Lucille and also go free, and Franklin contemplates his future. Themes of this episode: consequences, consequences, and guilt. Uh, we see Franklin, Teddy, and Lucille kind of have to deal with deal with the consequences of their choices uh, over the course of over the course of this season, and probably even you can go back to even season one as well, but in particular this season. All three of those characters, in essence, uh, had someone close to them either lost or affected by decisions that they've made during during this particular season. So consequences and guilt are the themes of what are the themes of this particular episode. We get with the deep dive. We deep dive the Franklin. And I apologize for misspelling Franklin. There's no way I should misspell that name, but... (laughs) Those you that know me, but we deep dive Franklin and Sissy. Uh, this final scene of the episode, because of course I could have put it in the best scenes, but such a uh, tremendous scene between these two characters. Who, uh, if you watch the show over the course of six seasons, had just beautiful chemistry as mother, uh, as son, mother and son. Um, you know, with Michael Hyatt and uh, Damson Eldris. And listen, is you know, Sissy did in this particular scene what probably any mother that cares about their son would have done. She, of course, told the cops. Uh, she wanted Franklin to, rather Franklin to be safe, possibly going to jail, than on the run, uh, which he was. And, um, of course, she, you know, with the help of Andre, who knew that uh, Franklin would come home uh, rather than just out, flat out run away to Louisiana, which was the, the initial plan with uh, that was enacted by one Louis and by one uh, uh, Louis. Uh, he comes home. He is obviously has no idea what is about to happen, and he, you know, is willing to, in essence, give up everything in order to have a life with Sissy and her be a part of his life like it once was. The thing about it is, as we all know, in this game, once you're in, there's no, basically no way out, uh, minus jail or or, or imminent death. Uh, so that wasn't going to happen. And it doesn't happen on this occasion. It didn't happen in this scene as he's arrested. He, of course, is a, uh, you know, has a murder hit, a murder. He's now, you know, considered a murderer. As he, you know, has shot and killed Kevin, though, you know, he wasn't, you know, didn't, wasn't aware initially that uh, after he shot Kevin, he wasn't aware initially that he had killed Kevin. But now uh, we found out in this episode, of course, that Kevin, we officially found out, we even knew it beforehand, even the first time you, you know, you saw this, you knew that Kevin probably didn't survive uh, that, you know, that shot, that, that shot from the previous episode. But officially we find out in this episode that Kevin has died. And Franklin, of course, is the uh, Franklin, of course, has that over, that that running over his uh, head 
as a murder, uh, uh, with a, as being a murderer, and um, he's arrested. Uh, the cops are waiting for him, and it's a decision that, again, though hard decision for Sissy, was not something that I'm sure did. No, it wasn't as hard as you may think it was was going to be, considering the alternative choices that she, especially the only choice that she that she had. There's only way that she felt like she could uh, say, in essence, um, save his life. And um, you see, I mean, again, over the course of this episode, uh, Damson Ildris was uh, spectacular. We'll talk more about that you know, as it, as this podcast moves along, especially in regards to the MVP. But, you know, this relationship, you know, the, the mother-son relationship definitely is, 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 is like, is... Uh, one that's uh you know could be simpler or can you compare it to the father's to the father daughter relationship? There's just something that is uh you know cannot keep a mother away from her son, and in essence, a son is always going to come back to his mother. So you you saw, you saw that in depthly in uh in, in in this particular scene that no matter how far he had gone off the reservation as a drug dealer, drug kingpin. And really had been dealing with Sissy for the, the past few months or so. He, in essence, uh, once he sees that his world is collapsing with the murder of Kevin and everything that's going on, the losing of the rest, not the losing of the recipe, but the recipe coming coming out, his organization kind of coming apart a little bit. Uh, he goes back to his roots. He goes back to a place of safe haven, a place where he, you know, felt comfortable growing up as a little boy, and even into his teenage years before all this came about. Um, great scene. Uh, again, these two actors were, uh, are just, just work. You could just tell that just the content, the great chemistry that they have working together. And that's what part, I mean, that's, you know, that was a big part of this show. A number of these characters, you know, Franklin, you know, Jerome, Louis, Franklin, uh, Leon, a number of these characters have just, just, tremendous chemistry uh within the uh, amongst themselves and it really made you know help take this show to just absolute new levels uh, from that standpoint that scenes uh franklin leon this is the initial uh, the opening scene of the episode we're coming off franklin shooting kevin they're on the run in essence uh they go to the cookhouse i want yeah they go to the cookhouse to hide out uh you can see the paranoia on franklin's face what they're uh, thinking about, um, you know, is Kevin dead? In his mind, he probably feels Kevin is dead, though he tries to keep Leon calm by saying he shot him in the leg. Uh, of course, we, we later find out that Kevin uh, obviously died. And Leon, you know, again, Leon is in complete panic as, uh, you know, just doesn't know. Like, you have two characters who are right now searching or what's going to be the next move um, following just something, following this traumatic experience of, of watching of one shooting their friend, their best friend, and one watching the other shoot their best friend. So this is again the opening scene with the, uh, between Franklin and Leon. It really made set the tone for the entire episode in terms of some of the, the uh strife that was between those two a lot of there was a, a number of uh there were a number of scenes with them and where they were just not on the same page and we started 
a lot of finger pointing between uh, a lot of finger to finger pointing from Leon towards Franklin and questioning him as um, the leader and questioning his moves and starting to really, you know, go back to uh, thinking that uh, Kevin might have been right in terms of the way Kevin was thinking, which we know it was not completely bullshit. Like Kevin, that the move the, that Kevin was was going to make or try to make would have got everybody, the whole organization taken down and or killed. Um, but uh, at this point, Leon is operating purely on just emotion and not thinking, uh, thinking is thinking, thinking things through. Uh, Danilo, Diego, Matt, Avi. So Avi meets the Colombians, uh, Danilo, Diego. Now, up until this point, Teddy is not around up to this point. Um, Danilo and Diego have had Matt sniffing cocaine for two days straight. And again, we see Matt just, he's coked out of his mind. Avi, of course, wants his money and they want their money. So Danilo and Diego, of course, have are holding, are holding uh, Matt hostage until they get what they want from, uh, from Teddy as far as the deliveries and the pickups that they were making. So they both find out that the, the Colombians and Avi both find out that they have a similar issue in regards to Teddy. And, you know, Avi turns this uh, tense situation into some fun over the course of this episode in terms of partying with the Colombians and, and what what have you at the same time waiting for Teddy uh, to return so he can, in essence, get his money from uh, from Teddy McDonald or Reed Thompson. Uh, the alias. Um, most important part of this scene, of course, is Matt and his physical condition. Matt, the brother of Teddy, is knee deep into, into this world now, or actually chin deep into this world right, as of right now, and he uh, is at a point of you know he's addicted to, coca- to cocaine in essence, and he um, they have him like I said sniffing cocaine for two days straight. They have him. Just, uh, just he's out of his. They have him just out of his mind. That barely, he's barely cognizant of what's going on. Somewhat cognizant, but not. But um, that his life, as we will see moving forward, will never be the same from this torture that they have that they've done to him. And you know, at the heart of this, of this, and we mentioned it at the top of the episode was the decisions and of Teddy McDonald to involve Matt into this and we saw we'll see later on in the scene uh just the devastation that teddy is feeling uh it was a quick scene a quick quick moment quick, a quick scene but the devastation that teddy is feeling because of, he knows that he is 100 responsible for the current condition of his brother matt jerome and sissy so in this scene we see jerome and uh, sissy come looking for uh franklin she knows that jerome knows where franklin's at she obviously blames Jerome for Franklin's uh, descent into the drug world, and you know, basically says hey, you saw he saw you with the cars, the women, everything, and he could and he gravitated towards it. And basically, Jerome says he was Jerome basically says he was going to do what he was going to do regardless. Uh, and basically, he also admits to saying, "How do you think your house?" not only got paid for, how do you think you even had the money for the mortgage on that house to uh, uh, initially? And Jerome admits to paying, paying for the house, the mortgage, 
uh, the money to basically front money to get the house in in the, in the beginning because we know Franklin has paid the house off. Um, totally. Uh, we found out a couple episodes ago, and of course, Sissy wasn't happy. Uh, was not happy about that. But the initial payment to get the house in the first place, she did not know that Jerome uh, had made those payments. She thought that you know it was out, and uh, it was out. It was all, but it turns out that it was Jerome. And Jerome basically says, hey, we all had a hand in turning Franklin to who he is. Myself, you, all, Louis, everybody. Like, this wasn't just, like, just basically don't point the finger at me. Um, you are as big as part of this as I am, in essence. And we saw Louis in, I believe, season one. I want to say season. I think it was season. I believe it was towards the latter part of season one. Her and uh, Sissy got into it about a similar, about you know, a similar, a similar, a similar scene uh, between Louis and Sissy and Jerome and Sissy, where basically you had uh, them Sissy point the finger at them and them saying, "Hey, you're his mom." you are just as responsible, if not more responsible for where he's at or where he's going than anyone. But ultimately, you know, Jerome was, was right. Um, he told, I mean, how many warnings did Franklin, did he receive, did Franklin get from Jerome not to go this far, not to get into the crack game, stick to, the, you know, the dime bags and the little small weed bags and things of that nature and, and carve out a little nice place for yourself. Once you get to this crack, crack cocaine game, everything's on the table and everything comes with all this comes with the money and everything this is everything that comes with it so Jerome basically told Sissy like he's we are, again we're all responsible for this so you see them see brother and sister going at it uh knowing that you know and deep down that some of their decisions again we go back to consequences that they are they are in essence dealing with the consequences of decisions that they've made over the course of Franklin's life and realizing that they are probably the reasons or two of the main reasons why we are they why Franklin is in the predicament that he's in right now. Lucille also Conjo Conjo comes up, attacks Lucille. Of course he's this was revenge for uh he believing him believing that he that uh Lucille was responsible for him for Chapman taking a shot at him and almost killing him and his daughter who's at the park uh, last last episode. So he comes in, attacks her, kicks her in the ribs. So comes out of nowhere. They get into it. Conjo slices also a couple times with a knife, with a switchblade. And uh, they, this fight leads them off the balcony. Uh, Lucille is able to shoot Conjo, but not kill him, hit, shoot him, and uh, uh, wound him in the shoulder. He He escapes. But you see, uh, also of course, is badly wounded with the with the knife wounds to his chest, and also I believe one he got one in the arm as well. But the one to uh, his stomach is the one that, in essence, almost took him out. Uh, that he, you know, he passes out uh, in Lucille's arms, uh, and that would be the last. That would be the last time that not only we see them together, the entire in the entirety of the series, that would be the last time we see Lucille, the character Lucille, filling a waiver in this series in general. This would be her last appearance. Um, she would not appear in th- seasons, forget about not just the, the the last episode, the uh, not last episode, the uh, season finale of season two. She do, does not appear in seasons three through six. 
And well, there was, you know, there were a couple of times where she, it was teased that she possibly could come back, but it never came to fruition. And the bottom line is, you know, first of all, she, I don't believe it is a sense of her walking away from the show. She has not looked at her IMDb. She hasn't done a lot since Snowfall. This last episode, this episode season took place in 2019. I aired it, yeah, aired in 2018, excuse me. Um, and she really hasn't worked a lot since then. She's been on the episode, even in television or movies. Um, so I don't think this is a case of her walking away. Uh, from what you read and some of the research I did, it was just a natural course of the character arc and the Villanueva arc just, in essence, going away. And when, once we move into season three, we're going to get into some new characters, Franklin, and we get more and more into the, into the Franklin Teddy dynamic and also Louis, you know, Louis and Jerome, their stories pick up and also story story goes in a different direction. So I think this probably was a case of the natural progression of this, you know, the Bill and the Waver situation, Bill and the Waver story art just going away. I mean, we you know, we see we saw this with the wire in terms of the Barksdales after season three. Uh, the police went to another direction with Barlow's story and, and, and what have you in the education. So it, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories over the course of what of why this happened. But to me, to get from the research I've done, it just seems like this was a case of the natural. It was a natural time to end the arc of that character uh, of that character and, and move on from there. And review this episode, Franklin Saint uh, again. Dempsey Eldris was just, you know, like the performance was is. It was a very, it was a very difficult performance because again, there's a lot of potential for overacting, uh, above from an emotional standpoint. But he really tapped into the vulnerable place that Franklin's at right now. That confident, intelligent guy that we've seen him over the course of this season, in particular, was nowhere to be found. This was a guy who was scared, confused, uh, hurt, um and just searching for answers that he frankly did not have. And I thought and Dan Sildres perfectly tapped into all of that without even without overacting or just going too going get too emotional in regards to I mean these is very difficult not to play that that to play that role and not just, you know, get all carried away with the tears and, and what have you. And there were tears, but they were again they were it was a measured Type, but it was a measure, but yet vulnerable and emotional performance from Damson Ildris in this book, in this episode. And uh, I thought that you know Franklin Saint was the MVP of this uh, of this particular episode in terms of just on just sheer performance. Uh, he was phenomenal in this episode, to say the least. So Franklin Saint gets the MVP of this episode. That's going to wrap it up this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. We will be back with education the season two finale uh, next time. Have a great, great rest of your day.